Welcome back to the baseball grounds. We go to the top of the fifth inning, and the Biloxi Shuckers enjoy a 4-0 lead against the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Roger Hoover now pleased to be joined by Benjamin Hill of MILB.com. Does such a great job covering not necessarily the baseball side of things with this great game, but the fun, the wacky, the business side. You really cover all the fun stuff, don't you, Ben? Yeah, I'd like to think uh, I cover as much of the fun stuff as I can. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff in minor league baseball. Uh, I call my beat the, the business and culture of minor league baseball. Um, exploring America through minor league baseball. I call it many things. That's great. Well, we're glad you're back here at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville. For me, it doesn't feel like it's been that long since you were last in this booth. It was 2015, the last time you were here. First pitch to Corey Ray is just off the plate, lone outside for ball one. But in that time, this franchise has changed a lot. What have you noticed on your trip back here to the baseball grounds? Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying, but a, a dramatic rebranding uh, would really catch your eye. Um, and I, I knew this going in, you know, covering the industry, um, you know, when teams rebrand, they go all in. But still, just to show up and see the signage, uh, see it everywhere, uh, incorporate into every element is impressive. Corey Ray at the plate as we are in the top of the fifth inning with the Shuckers in front by 4 nothing score against the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. And I'll ask you, what was your first reaction when you first heard about the Jumbo Shrimp name, saw the logo? It got quite a reaction on social media and really, I think more than any rebrand that season, got a lot of traction online. It did. On one hand, um, covering this world for so long, you know, you, you develop a bit of a jaded eye um, because you see the same thing play out of the initial outrage and shock giving way to acceptance. So I kind of watch it play out and kind of knew it would, but I was impressed by Jumbo Shrimp. You guys didn't do a name the team contest or anything. It was just one day, bam, this is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, so I thought, you know, talk about Bold City. That was a, a bold move. No doubt about it. And, again, the fans have really loved it. And here's a pitch low for a ball. They throw on to second to check on Ray, who reached on a walk and throw not in time. He does steal the base. So he's now in scoring position for Troy Stokes, Jr., here in this top of the fifth inning with the Shuckers in front by a 4 nothing score. But it was amazing, Ben, just even going into opening day last year, just before the Jumbo Sherman ever played a game, just I saw so many fans wearing the gear. Yeah. And just uh, the merchandise has really blown me away about all the different aspects of the rebrand. Yeah, and a lot of variation in that merchandise. Um, specialty t-shirts, specialty hats. I can't keep track of it all. I don't know how you guys keep track of it all. <laughs> it's been fun. And there's a strike. Lower outside corner to Stokes, and it's one and one. But you get to travel around and get to see a lot of different minor league baseball teams, and I know you're just still in the early portion of what is a big trip for you in this uh, month of July. Yeah, it's the southeast. I uh, started with the uh, Florida Fire Frogs in the Kissimmee on Friday night. Big swing and a miss. One and two on Stokes. And, um, oh, thank you. It's brought a water. This is service of the smile. The kind of service you get here from our good friend, Mr. Marco Lanave. Yes, thank you. Um, I was in Daytona last night for a big Shelbowski, a, you know, big Lebowski promotion. Uh, so big night there. And then here tonight with, uh, or today, it's kind it's of feeling tonight. starting to turn into tonight, <laughs> uh, words of fans. And uh, it'll just keep on going. Tomorrow, hitting the new ballpark in Augusta. Okay. And I'll be there on Tuesday as well, then hitting the Charlotte Knights on Wednesday, Asheville Taurus on Thursday, then going to the Appy League for Johnson City Cardinals on Friday and the Bristol Pirates on Saturday. So you're just missing my hometown of Kingsport with the Kingsport Mets. That's a big swing and a miss. Strike three by Stokes. Now there's one guy. Have you been to Kingsport yet? I have. Okay, I, did, I did an all-Appy League trip two years ago. Very nice. And um, I stayed in Johnson City because, you know, that, that division. It's all right there. All the teams are within an hour. <laughs> 
Uh, I stayed in Johnson City the whole time, and then lo and behold, the one um, team that got rained out was Johnson City. So this is a, kind of a Johnson City redemption story. That's I'm, cool. I'm working my way back to Johnson City, and hopefully no rain out. I don't know if that was wood that I just knocked on. But. <laughs> Here is a strike to Jake Gatewood, who's at the plate for the Biloxi Shuckers. So, yeah, you're doing this trip in July. Where else have you been this season? You usually go on, what, one long trip a month? Yeah, about one a month. Uh, May, it was a bunch of mini trips, kind of uh, northeast, mid-Atlantic. You know, I'm based in New York City. Uh, so did that throughout the month of May. You know, saw the Trenton Thunder make their debut as the pork roll. That's high, and it's one and one. Uh, things like that, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs on Star Wars night, all sorts of stuff. Um, then last month, in, I was in the Midwest, um, Ending with the Midwest League All-Star Game in Lansing, which was a great night. But saw the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, the Lake County Captains, a crazy night with the Toledo Mud Hens. So, uh, and I'm sure other stuff I'm forgetting. Mahoning Valley <laughs> Scrappers, it all it all blurs. <laughs> Just fouled away, one and two on Gatewood. So you're getting a look at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. We're in the top of the fifth inning. The Shuckers with a 4 nothing lead against the Shrimp. And Jake Gatewood at the plate. I know you've been to Biloxi. You got to see them a few years ago, pretty early when they opened, right? Yeah, I saw them in their inaugural inaugural year. And uh, remember, they, they served oysters on a Frisbee. How about that? Yeah, so if you want oysters on a Frisbee, the only ballpark you're going to get it is uh, MGM, <laughs> home of the Shuckers. That's right. Well, I feel safe in saying if you want shrimp, you will not find more any ballpark across minor league or major league ballpark or major league baseball with more shrimp than what we have here at the baseball grounds. That goes without saying. I mean, how many teams have shrimp at all, <laughs> let alone multiple varieties? Now the one-two to Gatewood from Duggar actually step off the rubber. And speaking of food, I know you had a designated eater here today at the ballpark. Yes, uh, Glenn Weger and his wife Emily and uh, young son. I think eight, I'm forgetting how old he was. Teddy, eight months, ten months, very young, very young kid. Um, they ate a lot, a lot of food. Uh, pulled pork and shrimp nachos was on the menu. That's fouled right behind the manager, Mike Guerrero, bouncing into left field. They had the, the coconut shrimp. Um, but, yeah, the nachos with shrimp I'd never seen at the ballpark before in, in the souvenir helmet. Uh, and then not shrimp-related, but uh, the, that, the pizza burger. The Bold City the, Burger the Pie. The Bold City Burger Pie. And I saw the video you posted on your Twitter account, at Ben's Biz. It was amazing. The first bite he took was massive with that thing. Oh, Glenn was ready. He, um, <laughs> he was uh, prepared. He was up to the task. 1-2, breaking ball off the plate, and it's two balls, two strikes on Gatewood. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're young uh, – Young son Teddy, he, uh, it was the youngest designated eater I ever had. Um, not even a year old yet, but he really enjoyed the jumbo shrimp uh, lollipop or uh, popsicle. That's right. Yeah, for our friends at Pick Sweet. Yeah. yeah, it does not taste like shrimp. This popsicle, right. <laughs> but it is in the shape of your logo. I would eat a shrimp popsicle. Though. Oh yeah, here's the two-two. A hot Ooh. smash to third. A stop by Shales. He first bobbled, then recovered, spin around, throws to first for the out. So Gatewood retired, and Ray. All of that happening at third base with Shales, he had to stay at second base. That was a really hot smash to Shales. He's trying to basically walk off the impact of the baseball finding him at third base. Now there are two gone in the inning. Speaking of hot smashes, I mean, <laughs> I know you had a, a hot smash you had to deal with and the, the broken laptop. Uh, um, but here we are, 
these windows are right open. You're right back in the line of fire like nothing happened. That's it's impressive. Well, thank you. Yeah, I've got the laptop pushed a little closer to this uh, divider in between our windows, but yeah, still kind of letting it fly. Even Marco's got his laptop Your out laptop, and about. Marco is in a vulnerable position, but don't worry, I will protect <laughs> it with my life. I will dive in front of it <laughs> like I was a secret service agent for your laptop. Yes, of course. <laughs> Four nothing our score in the top of the fifth inning. Ray at second. He'll take off for third. Pitches off the plate for a ball. Throw to Shales. Tag applied. Not in time. Ray Fiefer slides safe into third as he steals another base. He has stolen three today for Biloxi and now leads the Southern League with 26 in this 2018 campaign. So he's now in third with two gone and the lefty batting Lucas Urseg at the plates. Really good speed shown by Ray, who, again, last year was in the Futures game. Day that that is played in Washington, D.C. Here's the 1-0, and Urseg skies it high and foul. Not a play, and it's 1-1. One and one. Yeah, the foul ball hitting my laptop, of course, that was at Mobile's Hank Aaron Stadium. Very, very close to home plate anyway there, and so the ball took almost no time to find me, find the laptop, and it's been quite a week, Ben, and I appreciate you giving me a shout-out on Twitter for it as well. Well, I was, uh, you know, one of one of many, and, uh, you know, I first saw it on Twitter and thought, oh, that's cool to get a little attention. I had no idea that you'd be um, <laughs> become a viral superstar. You, you can put that on your resume now. Well, I'm just trying to catch up to you. I mean, you're really the most famous man in all of minor league baseball. How many followers are you up to now? Well, I hit 10,000, which I feel like, it, to be honest, should be at least 100,000, if not 400,000, 600,000, 750,000. But I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm at 10.3. Here's Urseg with a deep drive to right. Norwood moving a few steps back, but he can only watch as this one's gone to the bleachers. Lucas Urseg with a two-run homer. That's his second home run of the series, and now the Shuckers have broken it open. It's now 6-0, top of the fifth. So Urseg with a big home run, his 10th of the year. Brewers number three prospects going yard. But uh, when you did go viral, I think one of the reasons was not just because your laptop was smashed, but you were praised for your cool and calm composure under fire. I mean, can you practice for a moment like that, or it's just you're just in the moment? Just in the moment, yeah. And a lot of people were surprised that I didn't curse on the air, but I never curse on the air anyway, and I get to do this three hours a day. 140 times a year, so and now 11 years in minor league baseball. It's just a habit, so just uh, tried to stay as calm as I could in the moment. Uh, I was a little disappointed, and the next few innings, I will say, I was pretty quiet in between pitches, <laughs> trying to text Marco to help me out with the game recap and some other work done, let my parents know what happened, but yes, it was a crazy week in the life of Roger Hoover. That's right, and, and as the moment it was happening, I, I highly doubt you thought, well, at least this is going to go viral. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Here's a fastball for a strike, and it's two balls and a strike on Tyler Heineman. Yeah, Good Morning America, CBS this morning at Fox and Friends, certainly unexpected. Certainly unexpected. Unbelievable. In a time of divisiveness, you've united the country. Here's a swing and a bouncing ball just fell, and the count is at 2-2 two and two on Tyler Heineman. We can all rally behind that. I appreciate that. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. That means a lot. Yeah, I kind of wondered whether or not tweet would come from the president he does like <laughs> tweeting about whatever he watches on fox and friends <laughs> the 2-2 is poked foul and the count stays in even two and two on heineman now you mentioned to me you're exploring america through minor league baseball and you've 
been with MILB.com since, what, 2005 when the website launched? Yeah, you know, back then it was just a part-time night shift game recap writer and uh, didn't come in with a master plan, but one thing led to another, as happens in life. Two and two on Heineman. Now Duggar trying to get out of this top of the fifth inning and the pitch. Poked foul again. Two and two. As you've continued going to new ballparks, seeing new teams, reaching more communities than you had before, what do you continue learning about the culture of minor league baseball? Well, it's 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 hard to say. Just in that, like even in this trip, uh, being in a place like this, a big market, Jacksonville. Swing and a miss by Heineman, and the inning comes to a close. We'll stay here in between innings. Sure. Um, but then even on a trip like this, just later in the week, I'll be in the Appalachian League and ending with the Bristol Pirates where every team is um, – or every there's not even a full-time employee. It's, it's just a volunteer organization. Um, so the culture of minor league baseball is so diverse in terms of how the teams operate and what they do. So I think that point keeps getting hammered home to me. Just you're never going to have some uniform approach to the game. Um, but in terms of the culture, it is, as you know, with the Jumbo Shrimp, it is getting more and more bold in terms of the identities. And you keep thinking you're going to hit a point where it's, oh, okay, it's not going to get crazier than that. You know, it's not going to get crazier than El Paso Chihuahuas. It's not going to get crazier than <laughs> Jumbo Shrimp. And it's starting to get to the point now where it just seems like it's keeping going. And um, I think teams are finding real success with this. So it is an interesting world to cover because... I can still be surprised all these years later with what teams might do for a promo, what they might, uh, you know, rebrand as, what sort of concession stand item they might get out there, what food item they might rebrand as for a day. Um, there's always something, and uh, 160 teams, it's endless. So that, that's what I like about this world. No doubt about it, and teams continue to take more kind of local ownership of their brand, their identity, whether it's a team like the uh, Suns going to the Jumbo Shrimp and able to mix in uh, so much of the culture in a name like that. But even, you know, teams like the Tampa Yankees, the Gwinnett Braves, you know, for so many years going with that major league identity, now rebranding to even have their own style, even when it's a team like Gwinnett, still owned by the Braves, changing their name to Stripers. you got to like seeing those changes that more teams want that local identity. Yeah, and when an Atlanta-owned organization right. at the AAA level does it, that shows just how successful it's been elsewhere because you know the Braves aren't just going to inherently be like, hey, let's give our AAA team a zany name. Same thing with Tampa Yankees. They play in George Steinbrenner right. Field, Tampa's spring training complex. That's not exactly an organization that seems like it's going to go nuts with the name. And they didn't. They went back to a previous identity. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that they'd separate themselves from the Yankees I think says a lot to just how successful that's been. All due respect to the parent club, couldn't be here without you, but you need your own identity. First pitch to Braxton Lee in the bottom of the fifth is skied high to center field, and a few steps is Corey Ray, and he'll make the catch for the outs. And there's one gone. Now we will see Monte Harrison to the plates. And you mentioned the food as well, and uh, the Jumbo Shrimp were among several minor league teams that were highlighted last year on uh, Food Paradise on the Travel Channel. And for you, when you first started going around to some of these ballparks, first got on Twitter, started highlighting some of the unique food items, uh, now it seems like teams are in a race to get your attention about the unique food items at different parks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think for a while we had uh, the things getting the most attention were the oversized, insane, how can you eat that sort of thing. 
There's a swing, and Harrison hits it high and foul down the first baseline. Not a play. But kind of like what you're saying, I, I think um, now, of course, you're not going to have necessarily healthy food, and things might be a little oversized, but it's about that regional identity, and that to me is like every ballpark should have something that says, you know, I'm at a jumbo shrimp game. Hot dogs are great. You, you should, of course, have it, but you need something that speaks to your identity. Another one found away by Harrison, this time down the left field line, one and two. And, you know, the regional culture. And, and now you're seeing these one-game rebrandings as different food items. And you have Rochester playing as the plates, referencing garbage plates against the Syracuse salt potatoes and Binghamton <laughs> or the Speedies. You really do learn so much about American food, American culture through minor league baseball. I mean, you don't have to be a sports fan. That's fouled away, and the count still at a ball and two strikes on Monte Harrison. And then, like you mentioned, every team really has its own culture. Last night you were in Daytona and met a fan called the Dixter, a longtime Daytona baseball fan. The mayor of the ballpark, the Dixter. That's <laughs> low, two and two. It's not pretty much the case everywhere you go, you find those few fans that really encapsulate what the fan base is all about and they really love the team. I try to, and especially at a ballpark like Jackie Robinson Ballpark in Daytona where it's been around. I mean, baseball's been played on that site for almost 100 years. Uh, you're going to find the, the old heads, and I, I love it. Bouncing ball to third, Ursig fields it cleanly and on a line. Throws out Harrison at first. Now there are two gone in the bottom of the fifth inning. It has a 6 nothing Shuckers lead over the Jumbo Shrimp as we continue to visit with Ben Hill from MILB.com. Also extremely popular on Twitter. All you have to do to <laughs> extremely. Yeah, all you have to do is follow him at Ben's Biz. And again, he's got a trip coming up to Augusta, Charlotte, Asheville, Johnson City, and Bristol coming up. So. Glad that the Jumbo Shrimp made the cut for this year. And I for you, to. what is this is obviously a busy time of the year going around and seeing all the trips, but I know you stay busy even throughout the offseason just keeping up with all the news on these teams. Yeah, rebranding season. It's fouled away by Diaz and Ursag. Try to reach into the seats, but a bounce just found out of play, nothing in two. I mean, you know how it is in baseball. If you work in baseball, people say, what do you do in the offseason? And, uh, you know, it slows down, of course, a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, teams rebrand, there's new logos, there's the industry events to attend and cover, you know, promo seminar and winter meetings. Uh, sometimes I can do deeper dives into, uh, you know, more history-based stuff. And then there's always just ongoing ballpark news, um, you know, where things might be built and, uh, you know, new ownership changes. So it gets a little more business-oriented. It might not be as overtly fun, but there's always something going on. That's high. One and two, even pace of play. Got a lot of people's attention this year getting ready for the season. Yeah, it definitely did, especially with, obviously, the uh, – Starting the innings with runner on second really, really got people, uh, really got people going. Nixon Diaz at the plate. He is over one with the walk, trying to homer in a fourth straight game. Here's the one-two, and he takes a called third strike, and that will end the inning as Brown is through five scoreless innings here at the baseball grounds today. Well, Ben, we will let you go. Continue to go around the ballpark, continue meeting people. But thank you so much for including the Jumbo Shrimp on this tour that you're doing of the Southeast here in mid-July. And again, you do such a great job telling the stories of minor league baseball. And we appreciate you coming to the baseball grounds and joining us on the radio today. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for doing such great work all these years, even if you're not going viral with it. <laughs> people know it's quality stuff. All right. Thank you so much. That's Ben Hill. Back with more in a moment. We head to the top of the six. It's 6 nothing. The Shuckers lead the Jumbo Shrimp.